Welcome to Red Rank Podcast, home of the smoothest voice on Twitch. I'm your host, The Crow Show. Friendly reminder, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, among others. And where you can, please leave a rating and review. It'll help me out a lot. It'll help us break that algorithm. I'd really, really appreciate that. Welcome in. I'm very proud to present a conversation I had with my very good friend, Pickle Soup. He's the guy who introduced me to Dead by Daylight and encouraged me to play this game. We had a very fun talk. We talked for about an hour, talked about how he got into the game, how he hooked me into the game, how he got into streaming, how he found me. We basically tell our origin stories. We share stories of fun moments we've had in Dead by Daylight. We talk, kind of kind of talked about it all, talked about why we love content creation and why we love this freaking game, Dead by Daylight. Uh, so I'd really love it if you stick around. Have a listen. It's a really good time. Enjoy. So as I mentioned at the start of the show, this is my second interview on Red Rag Podcast. I'm very happy to interview my friend Pickle Soup, the guy who got me into Dead by Daylight and is responsible in some way for everything I do <laughs> in this. I apologize for that. In this world. Yeah. Pickle, how's it going, man? It's going good. Right on, dude. So what what got you into Dead by Daylight? Wait, oh, before man. we go, well, before we jump into it. Yeah. T- tell us about yourself. Like, give us the pickle, the, the pickle, pickle sales pitch. Yeah. What's the pickle experience? Well, I'm, uh, I'm technically, I don't really like to put labels on it, but I'm a part-time Twitch streamer and I also work part-time in retail. So balancing those two can be a little difficult, but I very much enjoy uh, video editing and Twitch streaming and stuff like that. Uh, So uh, I'm hoping going forward, I'll be able to lean into content creation more because I really do love making it. Mm -hmm. What do you you like the most about content creation? I think, so I love the interaction part for Twitch. Is just getting to meet people and like getting personal with with others is is really there. I try explaining Twitch to other people who have have never used Twitch before, and it's really difficult to explain. You just can't like, oh yeah, people watch you, you play games, and you talk to them, and you get to know them, and like, oh okay, that's that's weird. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I really like that part, the interaction, the community, um, and like, there's so many incredible people that I've gotten to know through the years through Twitch. Um, and for the YouTube side of things, I really like polishing up stuff and the edits and trying to like, there's certain things you can do on YouTube that you can't do on Twitch. Um, you can try like with overlays and stuff like that and stingers and whatnot. But in the end, like it, it's never going to be as polished, as clean, as perfectly timed as like a video can be. Um, yeah. So that's what I like about those both forms of uh, content. Right on. So we're here to talk about Dead by Daylight and you, of course. So what got, <laughs> what got you into Dead by Daylight? Man, it, this is so I first heard about the game a long, long time ago. Um, you, when it first came out, uh, I used to watch uh, Rooster Teeth. They had a side channel called Let's Play. Um, okay. And at the time, uh, there was some of the guys they were playing uh, Dead by Daylight. I had never heard of the game at the time. I've never been a big horror person. I used to play CSGO a lot like that one. Let's see. I think I have almost 2000 hours in CSGO and I regret okay. all of that time spent in it. But it's it showed me that I have a very competitive edge. Right. <clears throat> and so I saw them playing Kill Your Friends. I didn't know what that was at the time, but they're playing against each other. And it looked really fun. And I was like, I would love to play this with my friends, be a killer hunting them down 
trying to mm-hmm. run away from them is I've never seen anything like that. So I got the game. I got a few of my friends to get the game. We jumped into it. Uh, when I first started playing the game, I was a David um, because I was like, he he looks like a total Chad. He is a good <laughs> chunk of meat right there. Yeah. And also reading his perks, I was like, oh, wow, his perks are like he he does things for other people. He's super altruistic. That's very, very me. Right. Um, like with right. we're going to live forever, especially with this current iteration. It's, we're going to simp forever for real. Oh, big time. Yeah. Um. So that's when I first heard about the game. We picked up, we started playing together and then we dove into it, knowing nothing about the game, not knowing how to loop, nothing, no one there to help us. And we just so the at the beginning of the game, we were pretty much Meg heads crouching around the map trying to avoid the killer at all time. And as we started moving up for the to the ranks, once we hit green ranks, it was the constant phase camps and the constant Noah's. And that's when we started getting discouraged and we stopped playing for a while. Okay, Uh, most of my friends lost interest and I was I was off and on for a while. Um, I would come back. There'd be some event. I'd stick around for the event and then I go again because I just got bored of it. I, I didn't see a point to keep playing. I didn't see the competitive potential there. Um, and then one day when I was in the middle of another hiatus for DVD, I ran across a noob three video and it nice. was like making killers DC. And I was like, you can do that. <laughs> so I watched the video and I saw how proficient he was looping and how there's so much that goes into just the give and take of both the killers and survivors. You're both measuring each other up, both trying to read each other, predict each other and work accordingly. And while you're doing this, there's also the whole time constraint of the game, right? Like the killer has to kill people fast enough before they do the gens. And on the other hand, the survivors have to finish the gens before they all die. Both teams are under a time constraint. Right. Right. So once I finally saw that, I was like, whoa, this game's awesome. I can learn it like there's a skill ceiling to it. That's Mm -hmm. when I really started playing hard. I came back as a Meg, started getting some perks. And eventually later I became a Cape main because I decided to get old perks on one survivor and I didn't want to be a Meg anymore. And I've been playing (laughs) Kate ever since. (laughs) Right on. So you didn't dabble in the Claudette main like the rest of us. No, I. uh, (laughs) So after I started playing it a little bit more, like once I saw Noob 3, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get good at this game. I met a few friends in high school that played Dead by Daylight and they're actually really good. They were the average red rank at the time. Um, And they're like, oh, yeah, you should run self-care because at the time self-care had no um penalty for healing yourself it was just a regular speed heal yourself and oh, i was wow. like oh my god this is incredible <laughs> like i need self-care yeah. so i would yeah. try to get the teachables but i never really got them in time and whatnot oh uh, okay yeah so did you start playing or, or was that around 2017 so yeah when the when the game first came out i think let's play made their video like maybe a month after it came out mm-hmm. and then i waited two months for it to go on sale give or take and that's when i first okay. got the game so i i remember like I, I I remember looking at the Steam page and going, wait, is Huntress a DLC? Like, do I have to buy her? I was confused about that. And then mm-hmm. I think a little bit later, I realized now she just came with the game and she was just added on. And I remember when Hag and Ace were new and I was like, oh, wow, this Hag killer is crazy. And I, I bought it when I was playing with my friends because the whole jump scare aspect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it was very early into the game's lifespan. Uh, and also Michael Miles, I, I remember when he came out too. Wow. Do uh, any of your friends still play from, from the early days? Uh, not really one of my friends uh uh, adam you might have heard me mention his name Um, oh yeah he he's he can get bored of games over time um Mm -hmm. so like playing a competitive game like say csgo valorant dead by daylight where it's the same situation doesn't really do it for him Mm -hmm. um and then i've gotten a few of my other friends to revisit the game and learn it a little bit but i had i don't really know anyone in real life that plays it as hard as i do Mm -hmm. so i've had to uh i've had to acquire 
people online to play with. <laughs> Including me and Dino and everybody else. It's so funny because like the first time I played with you was I think it was 2018. And I was really turned off because you were pretty high rank already. And <laughs> we were getting higher rank killers. And you're telling me all the perks. And I, I didn't understand the perks. And I got very frustrated. And I actually like uninstalled. I was like, I'm, I'm not playing this game. And you know, I remember uh, you were talking about it a few podcasts ago, and I, when I was listening, I was like, I actually remember saying all these perks, and I could hear in your voice you felt bad for asking over and over and over again, like, what does NOED mean? What, what, is, what does that do? <laughs> yeah. And like, hey, I'm oh, sorry, yeah. that's, that's the abbreviation for this, and I'd be like, here, have this information. <laughs> yeah, that's the crazy thing about this game, and uh, veterans like us, where we know all the perks, we know how to spot them. And I think for newcomers to the game or people who don't play as much, it can be pretty intimidating to be like, wait, what does that do again? And yeah. there's even some perks where I, I forget what they do. <laughs> so I actually I learned something today about how to spot a perk. I was running Metal Man today and mm -hmm. the killer came into stream afterwards and he's like, oh, yeah, I saw you had Metal Man. And I knew it was Metal Man because you didn't have to mend afterwards. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, I never thought about that. Like, that's how you tell between mm. the difference between a Siptic or BT and Metal Man. Oh, yeah. So if they don't have to mend, you're like, oh, okay, Metal Man, we now know. Yeah. It's crazy, like, the little nuances to this game. Like, uh, I think you were in that round earlier this week when I was up against a Freddy and I had adrenaline go off. All the gens got fixed and I, I woke up. Oh, yeah, adrenaline yeah. went off. I was like, oh, I didn't even know that that's a thing. That's cool. <laughs> I was I was thinking to myself, I was like, I thought I thought he knew that. So it's just one of those things you don't mention. But and, yeah. and it, it makes you think like back when Freddie first came out, like how strong like a, that was the time when adrenaline was almost run by every survivor because it's just oh, yeah. so good. Yeah, um, it's still a great perk. It's just no one runs it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So what is it? Do you think that keeps you coming back to Dead by Daylight? Mm, so I think at the point uh, it has to do a, a big factor with content creation. And mm -hmm. also I like pushing myself with either meme builds or things to work towards in a match. Like if I do a full game where I'm just running the most meta perks, board time, DS, spine show resilience build, like they're fun builds on their own, mm -hmm. but you get bored of it eventually. That's why I constantly pull out Pebble because you can use Pebble 400 different ways at every second, right? Like you can throw oh, it in yeah. any direction. It'll completely change the pace of the match if the killer responds to it. Same with Flashbang. All these other perks, like they're not really game changing, but they're more mm -hmm. of just fun perks. Um, oh, yeah. Any means necessary is one perk I really, really enjoy. Yeah. And the way you use any means necessary, like using it to fake a vault is pretty hilarious. Like, oh, yeah. I've seen you do that. You know, you run up to a pallet that's down, you hit the any means necessary button and the killer thinks you're about to vault, but you're just like, <laughs> yeah. So you're once you're getting ready to pick up a pallet. Yeah. When you get or killers that are slightly more experienced, you can start um, if you're at a medium vault and it's mm -hmm. it's like a 50 50 where you, you where you jump or not. You just tap that E button. It'll suck you into the animation and it looks like you're getting sucked into a vault animation. Yeah. And then you just keep running and they're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's what I like to do too. like try to mix it up with different builds because this game would just be so boring if all you ran like all the time was like Iron Will resilience dead hard yeah um and even going excited, up against whatever. those perks like if you if you see the same thing over and over again it just it's it gets stale it, it really does yeah I yeah think when I, i'm playing 
when I'm playing killer and I see somebody throw a pebble, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always get paranoid. I'm like, are they self-caring over there or is it an actual pebble? Yeah. Um, I, I think another thing I enjoy about this game is now that I've learned the ins and outs and it also feeds into the content creation, I really don't mind answering questions because I remember being there. It's like, oh, I have I don't know how to loop. I'm just I feel like a terrible teammate. The best thing I can do is just die for them. Right. <laughs> Oh, totally. <laughs> but yeah. so I definitely like helping people too in that sense. So that that's what keeps them coming back. It's just the friends I've made along the way, the new ideas that I come up with and helping others learn the game and hopefully enjoy it. Oh, totally. I think that I don't want to say it's a responsibility of every Dead by Daylight content creator. No, no, but no. the world is certainly a better place when when we run into people like you who just know all the perks and know all the strategies and can share that information willingly and and uh with a lot of enthusiasm. And I get like some of the the bigger streamers as well and content creators. You can't answer every question and you can't yeah. answer it all the time. And that makes sense, right? Like there might come mm-hmm. a point one day where I, I have to pull an OTS and have a giant uh, frequently asked questions page, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> so you were talking about like using Pebble and like any means necessary. Are there uh, any other survivor perks you think are kind of underused? underused or like slept on yeah slept on yeah we could say that uh, hmm. i wish i had the page up to look at all the perks i know empathy i think is one perk that a lot of people sleep on and a nice little perk combo is kindred and open-handed open-handed got reworked but i think it's still very powerful Mm -hmm. um what else do i think is slept on i guess it depends what kind of play style you have and that's the best part about dead by daylight is like you might watch a youtuber that runs resilient spine chill all the time and that works for them. But in the end, you might have more fun with Blast Mine and Flashbang, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. And for anybody listening, uh, Kindred is the one where when you're on hook, everybody else sees the other auras, right? Yeah. Yeah. And open handed extends that range. And by uh, eight meters. Yeah. It, it doesn't sound like much, but when you can see the aura for everybody and and it works when somebody else is on hook too right like you see the aura of the other survivors yeah so, so how kindred works is uh if a killer is near your hook i think it's within 16 meters um and you're on the hook the entire team can see the killer and see everyone else uh, right. while you're on the hook and then open-handed gives you another eight meters so if the killer is sort of staying around hook, your teammates can see that and be like, okay, I can finish this gen before going over there. Uh, right. And it also helps solo queues coordinate a save. Oh, big time. And then it also works for you when other people on hook, you can watch the killer. Is he coming towards me? Is he going towards a teammate, et cetera, et cetera. It also tells you like, do they have barbecue? Are they immediately going after someone? Things like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's great information. Um, what's your favorite survivor build? Um, oh, I think, uh, I think my favorite build is, it has three different perks and then the fourth one's rotatable. So mm-hmm. dead hard. It's just, yeah, I love that thing so much. Uh, even yeah. when it fails, it's, it's still a funny meme. I can Died laugh hard. myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, good old dead hard. You got iron will, um, incredibly strong perk. Uh, and then mm-hmm. I like running. We're going to live forever. Cause I still, part of me still likes doing that whole simping aspect and getting more blood points for it really, uh, really makes up for it. And also oh, the yeah. heal speed now that they added. And man, I oh, say yeah. now, but it's it's been out for a while. The the heal mm-hmm. speed when someone's down is it can be game changing sometimes. Oh yeah. And then the third perk or the fourth perk can be whatever it wants. Right on. Um, do you have a, a favorite and least favorite killer you like to face? <laughs> so <laughs> favorites, I like anyone that's mobile. Uh, I find is usually very exciting. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So Billy, Blight, Nurse, uh, Huntress, she's not mobile, but she's got that reach aspect. Yeah. Um, people I don't like going up against, uh, Deathslinger, because he can mm-hmm. just aim instantly. And if you're going up against a good Deathslinger who knows what they're doing, you don't really feel like he got outplayed. You're like, okay, he just quickscoped me. <laughs> right. It's like, I couldn't react to it, right? Um, mm-hmm. Trickster, he just looks at you and you slowly die. Um, <laughs> yeah. And Wraith, I absolutely hate Wraith because he's given too much stuff for free. Anything oh. that's given to the killer easily, mm-hmm. I just don't like. They're, it doesn't feel like they're working. Yeah, like the fact that they can see your auras while they're cloaked. They can yeah, with the break pallets super fast when they're cloaked. It's like... Yeah, like the, you're, you're denied so much information just for them hitting right-click a little bit. And then mm-hmm. when they finally get up to you and you have no warning to, to finally get to a, a vault or something to help yourself, they, they yeah. get all their speed back by getting mm-hmm. a speed boost. So it's, it, it feels like they have no detriment. They just get a bunch of stuff for free. Oh, big time. Yeah. Um, what do you, uh, switching to killer for a second, what, uh, do you have a killer main? <laughs> I, uh, I very much enjoy Huntress. Um, yeah. I've lately noticed I enjoy a play style where I'm pressuring multiple people at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very map dependent. Like if you're indoors, not happening. Uh, right. And if it's a super big map, very hard to pressure multiple people. But if I get to a, like a point where there's multiple people in one section, I'll hit one with a hatchet or M1. And then as the other person's running away and they're not paying attention because they think I'm chasing them, I'll sometimes hit them with another hatchet and it just keeps it. So the other person has to now go and heal or I have more options down the road where, okay, there's more people injured and they're more around me and I can start downing a lot of people at once. Yeah. Uh, So Huntress is one of the few killers I can do that. Um, But I just like playing killers that challenge myself. Nurse, it's hit or miss. I enjoy playing her, but there's days I get clapped and then uh, Blight's also very fun for me as well. Yeah, right on. Yeah, I I um I also love Huntress. She's fun and and uh, can snowball super fast. That's that's what I really love about her. Oh yeah, she snowballs crazily. Um what do you think of the state of Dead by Daylight right now in terms of balancing and like where it's at? Like are you happy with where it's at? Do you want to see improvements? All of the above? So I think overall Dead by Daylight is pretty balanced. Um there's certain like small minor things I'd like to see. Like I'd like to see a lot of killers be revisited. Um like even now I still think Wraith is again he's given too much stuff for free. Uh, mm-hmm. another thing I don't think Spirit should have that passing phasing passive phasing unless she brings an add-on then sure right you know, it's an add-on she worked for it mm-hmm. um just like little minor things here and there and also some like small changes of perk like soul survivor it's pretty useless um yeah but the big thing that uh, i think this is a big talking point right now as well is just performance they keep putting out more content mm-hmm. and i appreciate the rate that they put out content but at the same time if you can't keep up and maintain the content make sure it's stable for everyone yeah. then it just everyone suffers in the end and it, it gets frustrating as, as well if you like lag out and you're like okay well now i'm gonna get hit sweet oh <laughs> um, yeah but comparing it to like previous patches like there's definitely been worse bugs before. There's definitely been moments where the performance was really bad. There's been like worse things in the past. So I think it's in a pretty good state right now, but the devs need to stay more on top of the performance issues. Yeah. Asking a loaded question. Do you think that the game is killer sided or survivor sided? Mm, I think it, it very much depends on 
So I would used to say survivor sided, and mm. it can be if you have a very efficient team. But I think most people who play nowadays want to just have fun and they go out of their way to like maybe be more altruistic, maybe be more fun. But I've noticed it's a lot easier for the killer to set the pace of a game if they yeah. stay near hooks, if they stay near like down people or go after them right away. Because then in order to save that person, unless they're an absolute god at looping, other people mm-hmm. have to peel off the objective and it, it sets the pace for the rest of the game. So I think oh, because yeah. of that aspect, it's a little little bit more killer sided but it can be hit or miss it depends on the killer depends on the map uh, mm-hmm. which is the beauty of the game uh i definitely used to think it was super survivor sided because yeah. you could bring four man stacks brand new parts prove thyself and there would be moments where you just you can't do anything you felt hopeless mm-hmm. as a killer and depending <laughs> on the rank that yeah. you're in it can still feel that way <laughs> oh yeah yeah we, we've had a lot of talks about that like the way survivors spawn and i had one game with trickster where it was Swamp, which is a pretty small map, but uh, Trickster just can't pressure Jens. So I, I timed it. It was t- it was like two minutes and 20 seconds. Four Jens were gone. Wow. Like uh, It was like, oh my God, that's like a speed run. That yeah. was insane. And I, I got into one chase and I downed one person in that time. And part of that was on me. Like, you know, yeah, sure. I, I probably should have picked a different person to chase. Uh, but I put the person on a hook and bam, just boom 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 yeah <laughs> like, oh thanks game <laughs> um what uh, another hot topic going on in the the dead by daylight community right now is stretch res <laughs> now i want to talk about this just a, like for anybody who's unaware stretch res is manipulating your resolution of your game on pc in a way that allows you to see over certain obstacles and around certain walls when you normally wouldn't be able to um what what are your thoughts on stretch res? So I think it's this blown out of proportion. Um, yeah. Like the amount of advantage that it gives is very minimal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the, you can compare it with some loops. Like the thing is, it allows you to see over some loops that you would, you might not be able to see. So let's say one out of every 40 loops you can see over where, where you wouldn't be able to. Um, yeah. But the thing is like good survivors, they can see the killer in other ways like they can look through certain cracks on certain objects they can look around or position themselves better so like mm. it's you can still loop without it and i just i don't know i feel i feel it's it's blown out of proportion it's definitely not because it looks better that's anyone who says that is <laughs> it's, it's full of it um yeah. but uh i don't think it's as terrible as people make it out to be like it's very yeah. minor changes mm-hmm. and anyone who really really wants to sweat that hard i i say this a lot the, this game it it's competitive driven but it's not right. a competitive game it's yeah. it's just not there yet there, like there's a lot of things again with the spawns if people mm-hmm. spawn one match everyone's together and then one match they spread like spaghetti on a plate and they're mm-hmm. just everywhere across the map <laughs> it's, it's that aspect on itself is just that already sets the pace of the game oh, will yeah. you find all four of them on a gen or will you have to go okay i'm chasing this person pop 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 three gens are gone and i didn't even get to react to it yeah um so just like it's it's not really a competitive game per se but a lot of people like being competitive in it and if you yeah. really want to go that hard on dvd and stretch your resolution and make <laughs> it look like utter trash sure go for it man like there, yeah. there's sometimes like going to people's streams and i'm like oh this this man's got a he's got a crosshair on screen he's got the filters so it looks like he's playing on a rainbow road and his yeah. he, everyone is big hip chain or something like oh totally yeah yeah the uh, i've i've messed with filters in the past 
and I used to before my computer got before my original hard drive died and I had to redo everything. That was like minor adjustments, like the brightness and stuff. But when I go into some of these streams or see the TikToks and everything, like you said, it looks like some kind of weird painting (laughs) of Dead by Daylight. It's like like, a rave. (laughs) Yeah, it it looks to me, it's such an eyesore and it's so gross to look at that I'm like, okay, I'd just rather not watch this content. (laughs) I I went up against a blight before and I could tell he was a very experienced blight. And I was like, oh, wait, Mm. he's a Twitch streamer. And I went in there and I was watching because, you know, maybe I'll learn a few things here or there. And I, I, he, I could tell he was a great blight. He knew a lot about the game, but he had the rainbow road stretch res. And I just, Uh, I could not watch it. Like he goes on Ormont and my eyes are burning out of their retinas. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, oh man, like I I even asked him, like, are are you ever going to take off the filter? He's like, no, I like the way it looks. I'm like, okay, whatever, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cause it, it also like the, the way they change the filters, you can see traps better. You can see scratch marks like infinitely better and it's and like i get it i think the scratches they do need to add more so you can see it better because there's some yeah. maps that i'm playing killer on and i can't because i'm partially colorblind right if i go right. on ormont or or uh the cornfield uh coldwind farm oh yeah, yeah. I, I i can't see scratch marks and coldwind's especially bad because it's even more like orangey the ground and it's got the terrain it has pieces oh, yeah. of grass that are like painted on it that almost look the same shapes and patterns of scratch marks. So if oh, I totally. lose line of sight on someone, I'm like, okay, well, am I following scratches? I have to stare at the floor and like, okay, they're going this way. Yeah. Yeah. And heaven forbid they have like iron will or something like that. Oh, and you won't be yeah. able to hear them. Yeah. If it's, if it's iron will and they're not bleeding, it's like, okay, well <laughs> later. <laughs> GG. Good GG. Chase. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, did you get a chance to play uh, the Hellraiser chapter in the PTB? Unfortunately I was on vacation. And when I got back, uh, most of the people I play with weren't on PTB anymore. So oh, yeah. I, I watched a lot of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't see his vaulting animation. I heard that was pretty cool. Oh, I've got some footage. I should upload that. Yeah. Um, I've seen like a lot of other animations, like the palette breaking one. I really like how they're getting creative with the animations. So good on the animation yeah. team for that. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he, he probably will have the same trickster syndrome as before where he's just too weak. And then I'm fearful that they'll make him too strong and then it won't be fun. Mm. The verse I like yeah. thinking of a killer from both sides, like blight. He's fun on both sides. He's very mobile. The killer, it's a very high skill ceiling. And when you go up against him, if you know how to verse a blight, you're like, okay, it's a give and take. I'm trying to read him. Where is he going to dash to? Is he going to dash? Stuff like that. It's, fu- oh, it's yeah. usually fun on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, but with, say, like Trickster, it might be fun to play. You're aiming. You're trying to work out the timings, get more daggers. When you're going up against him, you're like, <clears throat> I, I just can't do anything. I'm running. There's a wall here. Okay, he's around the wall. He's hitting me some more. Vault the mm-hmm. window. He hit me a little more. Okay, I'm going to vault this pallet. Yeah, okay, now I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think uh, I like trying to balance killers from both sides. And I think they, this killer has a very cool mechanic and has mm-hmm. a lot of potential, but I'm worried which way they're going to take the killer and balancing him. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Cause like right now, if you use his, um, chain slowdown power, yeah. like if you miss that chain, you're so screwed and you miss so much, you, you lose yeah. so much momentum. So, yeah. and even if you do hit the chain, it's still almost not worth it. It's, it's not worth yeah. the risk in the effort uh yeah. it's just walking up and hitting them yeah so i imagine what they'll probably do when they do release um hellraiser chapter i think that's september 7th is when they're releasing it um what i'm hoping they'll do is they'll make that chain attack more rewarding like make it harder to break away they they can do something yeah. for now between now and where pinhead stands 
at the moment because yeah right now it's just not that great but looks cool and has some really cool animations i'm also worried about the sheer amount of bugs that i saw on the ptb2 with the chains and everything oh yeah people with, like people would be infinitely chained infinite. yeah yeah <laughs> it's so bad I, i'm i'm mostly worried like i hope they don't i i think a, a good thing they should try is you know how he sort of blinks forward and then the portal releases a chain there i yeah. think if he resumed the chase where that portal landed i think that would be a lot better because then oh, yeah. like if he misses his chain he's not 30 meters back in, in oh Africa. yeah but if yeah. he if he teleports with the portal and then shoots out a chain that could that could be interesting and help him keep mm-hmm. up with people uh, yeah i don't know if like a lot of people are saying the chains need to be better but they need to be careful not to over buff it because then if you get hit by one like random AI chain and you're right. slowed down for an hour, then it's like, okay, well now I feel like I'm not being outplayed. I'm just suffering. Yeah. So it's, I think this killer has potential, but I'm also mm-hmm. very worried of like an over buff where it's like, Oh, uh, now I can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think it'll be really interesting to see because when you grab the box, the infamous box, <laughs> you open it and he can go directly to that person. Yeah. And uh, you could do some really cool things. Like you could run to the other side of the map where maybe away from a three gen or something and yeah. trick him into going there. And, and it, yeah. there's a lot of times where I'm trying to think of how to, take chases from someone who's on death hook i'm like okay mm-hmm. maybe i'll miss a skill check on this generator he's been trying to defend and i'll pull him back yeah. or like maybe i'll jump to the locker and it won't be too out of the way for him um yeah. but the box thing could be a way as survivors can just be like hey hey come over here <laughs> yeah i've noticed that when you're playing you do a lot of kind of games within the game like you always want to get everybody out which is amazing you love to see that and you also like to collect items <laughs> do you want to talk about that <laughs> a little so, bit i uh when i first got my kate the p3 um i don't know i don't know why it's just i hate bringing in items and even when i first started the game i just like i didn't feel i was good enough at the game to bring in items because i was like oh, i'm just gonna die and lose this item whatever it's not worth bringing in and then right. i got to the point where i'm good enough to bring in the items I don't really need it and I don't want the crutch. And then it got to the point where, well, I could just, you know, save this for down the road and there's no problem in that. And I guess it sort of grew into an obsession where now I go out of my way to collect items from a match. And it's like, if, the, if there's like an event item or a limited time item, I will, no shame, I will item tech the person. And if they're not a cutie, I, I I will keep that for myself or or maybe maybe like their death hook and I might be like, oh, sorry, I can't take this body block for you. Oh, yeah. that's unfortunate. <laughs> Thanks for the item. <laughs> and like, I'll go out of my way to grab an item like, oh, where'd they die again? That's right. They're over here. Um, oh yeah yeah like as soon as as soon as the trial starts you'll look at the lobby and you'll see somebody with like an event flashlight and you're like like, oh i'm going for that i hope that david doesn't die wink wink and there's other times where like it's it might be a close match and say i'm injured with iron wheel on on death hook right and the entire Mm. team will leave and i'll be even uh with uh with amanda i'll she gets the most annoyed by this but i'll go back into the map and i'll be like okay let's check killer shack basement okay there's no yeah that was a great toolbox oh there's another chest right here well i got time and game <laughs> collapses going yeah where's it gonna go and there's yeah. been a few times where you know i've i've actually died because of it and it's like yeah it's my own <laughs> mistake it's i went in for the item <laughs> 
This man just died for a yellow <laughs> flashlight or a brown med kit. He's like, oh man, it gave me a toolbox. Oh, now I'm going to die too. That's even worse. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. But yeah, I very um, much enjoy collecting items. I'm hoping one day to just hit max item cap on, on Kate, but I hear it's like, it's not 999. I think it's like 9,999. So that's, oh, that's wow. going to take a long time. <laughs> That'll take a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've also got the 4% unhook while me or Amanda are about to unhook you. How many times <laughs> did you say you've gotten that? And do you want to tell the listeners about that scenario, what you do in so, that scenario? A lot of times, just just for the memes and whatnot, um, if someone's coming to save me and I know I can take... Uh, an attempt escape and not go into the next stage. So if if you go down to half your timer, you'll go into stage two and then you're one hook closer to death. But if, say, I just got hooked and someone's right there and the killer's walking away and I can see they're coming over, their body language tells me that. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to see if I can jump off the hook. It's a 4% yeah. chance. See what can happen. And it's especially fun to do with friends. Mm-hmm. So I, I will say you miss every shot you don't take. So it may be 4%, but if you don't try, you're never going to jump. And it's it's been funny. There's been some times where I was mid-jumping animation. And because the heal button is the same as the unhook button, someone will start healing me before I even hit the ground. That's how close oh. Cobia was. And <laughs> it, it just looks ridiculous. And with certain oh, friends, yeah. they just freak out. They're like, no, why did you do that? Yeah. I think you got me once or twice. I know you've <laughs> yeah, gotten Amanda yeah. like a handful oh, I've, of times. I've gotten her so many times. It's It must be a curse for her. Or something. It was yeah. funny. I actually did it to a Steve a few nights ago. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to Kobe. And yeah. just right in front of the Steve, I just jumped in his face. And I was like, how are we feeling, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> There's also a moment I want to talk about real quick when me, you, and Dino were playing. And I thought I had Deliverance. Now, for anybody listening, uh, if you're not aware of Deliverance, if you get uh safe on hook you can take yourself off hook guaranteed um i thought i had deliverance so i was like oh i'm just gonna deliverance off the hook but it turns out i didn't but i jumped off the hook anyway and there was only a four percent chance to do it and uh dino called me out he's like you don't have deliverance crow what are you talking about and i'm running around i'm like oh it must be some kind of bug it's like i'm not broken like i should be and (laughs) it was just such a funny moment (laughs) i remember this happened during uh when the new HUD was released and like the oh, yeah. first iteration of the new HUD, I'm like, yeah. I hate this freaking HUD so much. It doesn't even tell me that you're broken, man. Like this is, yeah. this is such a buggy thing. And yeah. then, then Dino was like, wait, you don't have deliverance. I was like, wait, did he Kobe with deliverance? Like did he 4% over the deliverance? Yeah, that's what I, I was thought. trying to yeah. figure it out. And then I looked out, I think it was Dino that looked over at stream. He's like, you just don't have the perk. <laughs> yeah so so you just brainlessly jumped off the hook (laughs) yeah yeah like a like a champ that was that streamer luck we always talk about yeah yeah do you have any kind of memorable moments in your in your stream where you're like hell yeah that's why i stream there's a see i try to do that with every game like Mm -hmm. it depends sometimes i'll go up against a killer where i'm like i just don't want to reward this person i'll i'll play efficient and i'll leave right if they're yeah. kind of playing like a jerk and whatnot, I'll be like, okay, I too can play that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I'll go out of my way just to go for content. Like end game collapse. It's about to run out. The killer is sort of like walking away from hook. Now they're giving me more slack bolt in there. Now the timer's speeding up. We're both running for the exit gate. There is uh, I think the, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, there was one time I was playing with, uh, I think it was you and Seraph 
<clears throat> and I had mm-hmm. a cold at the time, so I got this through NVIDIA. Um, but you had left, and uh, you, I think you were at the exit gate, and I right. think you left before she hit you, so we didn't know if she had Noed. And then I got oh, hit by right. Noed later, and I was like, shit, man, this is why I wanted people to take hits at the end, so I'd know. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah. whatever, I died. It is what it is. And I, I was looking at the exit gate that you had left out of, and mm-hmm. completely off screen, Seraph is crossing the entire map to come get me. There's like almost no time left on the timer and mm-hmm. i actually have a video of this um i don't know if you have like a linking section if you're interested oh um, yeah. yeah but uh so he unhooks me and then we're both running for the gate i'm like i don't think we're mm, maybe we'll make it and mm-hmm. then like i ask him he's a little bit ahead of me because he could have a running head start and i'm like do you have dead heart he's like no 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 i'm like okay don't block and yeah. literally like it came down to he just barely crossed the threshold as mm-hmm. the timer went out and i just made it because of dead hard like that's how oh, wow. close it was if i didn't have yeah. dead hard i would have died right in, th- in front of the threshold wow. and it's just one of those things where i was like wow like one in a million <laughs> you can't plan this stuff for no reason yeah. he came back to save me as well <laughs> that's awesome yeah yeah it's like it's like a movie right i always say that when i'm playing i'm like that was like a movie dude (laughs) absolutely (laughs) oh that's awesome um what else can we talk about well oh let me let me just change gears real quick uh switching off dvd for a second um what kind of games did you grow up playing and did uh what systems did you own so growing up this, this might sound weird i didn't have um any gaming things for a long time because my parents were like no we're not going to buy you a console we're not going to buy you the playstation we're not going to buy you a nintendo blah 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 despite okay. really wanting to play I, I would play at friends house at sleepovers and occasionally i play like flash games at school and stuff like that and mm-hmm. i remember in elementary school like we'd have a little computer lab um and they were like the the worst computers possible i look at the computers that kids have nowadays i'm like you are so lucky like we <laughs> yeah. we would literally sometimes wait 10 minutes for the computer just to boot up in there and like just thinking about what I had, you guys probably didn't have computer labs, like full rooms with computers in it, right? Well, I had, I we did, but they're they're, they're like very potato, yeah, like, yeah, playing really old games on it. Yeah. Have like the uh, the old Mac, like red and blue, big giant screens or whatever. With the <laughs> Pretty much, in. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what we had, and I remember like there'd sometimes be uh, random games on there that we'd play, and I definitely knew I was someone who enjoyed games. Yeah. Um, I didn't really have any any gaming systems until I was I don't twelve or fourteen, somewhere around there, um, mm-hmm. where I was finally able to have a DS, and I was like, oh yes, I. And I remember the first game I got, Ben Ten Alien Force. Oh man, that was a that was <laughs> a good time. Um, I would nice. get uh, Super Mario Bros. for my sister, and I play a bunch of DS games. Uh, later down mm-hmm. the road, I got a PlayStation. And at the time, this is when I always, uh, in middle school, I would, I would walk home with my friend, and his mm-hmm. house was on the way to mine, and I would go there. We'd play on a PlayStation for hours, and then I'd go home, and it's, the sun's going down. And I'd <laughs> be like oh, seven nice. hours later, I'm going home finally. <laughs> um, yeah. We have plenty of good memories. That's actually the origin story of my name happened uh uh, oh yeah house. yeah tell us about that <laughs> I, I know you've told it on stream but let's yeah. let's hear it in podcast form so at the time i didn't know actually i just that's weird i'll uh i'll mention to you this later um at the time mm-hmm. i didn't know pickle soup was a thing um and we were playing call of duty in a multiplayer match at one point and just randomly out of nowhere like we would always 
mess around and do random things out of nowhere don't know why i just said pickle soup and i got a kill and i was like huh that's kind of funny and we're on split screen so we can see what we're we're doing right Mm -hmm. and uh and then i said pickle soup again and i got another kill i was like wow that's crazy and then my friend was like what that's unfair i said pickle soup again and i got another kill and i was like dude that's crazy there's one of those one in a million things where just everything lined up and then he said peanuts and uh, he died. And then we just burst out laughing. We're like on the floor in stitches. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then later down the road when I was uh, making a YouTube channel, because uh, growing up, it's like you grow up with PewDiePie and you're like, oh, man, I, I want to be a YouTuber. You grow up with all these other uh, gaming YouTubers and it's like, I, I want to do content creation. Yeah. Um, so when I was trying to think of a, a channel name for my YouTube, I'm like, man, I'm sitting there with a different friend. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm like, what would be a good name? What would be a good name? And at the time, we were playing a lot of Minecraft. So I thought of a few right. Minecraft names, but I was like, yeah, it's not really. I, this is like 16 year old me going, that's not really brand friendly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, lot of, a lot of branding <laughs> things. And yeah. so we're trying to think of different names. And I was like, pickle soup. I just thought of it out of nowhere. And, oh, uh, nice. and my friend's like, yo, that's awesome. I'm like, yeah, it's really awesome. And ever since then, it's it my gamer tag, pickle soup. That's awesome. That's hilarious, man. Yeah, mine, I'll, I'll, I'll summarize mine real quick because I don't think I've mentioned it on the podcast. But uh, I used to play Magic the Gathering, and there was a, a card called Croesus the Perjurer, who's a, what is he, blue, black, red, three colorless dragon, 6-6 six, six dragon who I had in one of my decks and uh, I loved playing that deck. So, and Croesus the Perjurer was my only creature in that deck. So while I was playing Counter-Strike, I just, I called myself Croesus 21 because 21 is my favorite number. Um, And then I aced a team in pistol rounds and I was so hyped. I was like, so like in the moment with my friends and I was like, yeah, baby. I was like, I'm the crow show. I'm on 24 (laughs) seven. And uh, then I just started calling myself the crow show after that. So (laughs) it's really dumb, but it it led to like a really cool name for streaming and, you know, podcasting stuff like that. Yeah. So it's a question for you. I don't think I've ever heard uh, this. Uh, what got you to first start streaming? Um, my inspirations were Summit 1G and Kitty Plays because uh, I was homesick for like about a month or something like that. And my brother for months was like, you got to check out Summit 1G. He's like our age and he's like really into gaming. He talks like us. He's way better at games than us. So yeah. I... Uh, I s- I started watching Summit, and then one when I, I fell in love with Summit immediately. Uh, and then after his stream was over, I was like, "Oh, who who should I watch?" And he was playing uh, PUBG at the time, and so I checked PUBG, and Kitty Plays was in there, and the like not suggested they didn't have that, like one of the top ones. Yeah, she was one of the yeah. top people playing PUBG, so I clicked Kitty Plays and immediately fell in love and and i think that's how our paths cross too right because you you were oh man i can i can give you that side if you want that's yeah that's right well, okay let's talk about that right after this but yeah. yeah i immediately fell in love with kitty plays so i was like bouncing between summit and kitty um and then I, when i recovered from my the the illness that i had which wasn't wasn't serious or anything it just had a long recovery time um i was like you know i think i could do it you know it's like my brother was telling me he's like you know i think you could do it you've, you've got a cool voice and easy to talk to people can get hooked in immediately and and um so i, I actually started with god of war remastered was the first game i streamed <laughs> and then um then i played the new god of war and had a lot of fun with that and played like overwatch and a whole bunch of different games yeah but yeah you were you were going to say something so about how our 
paths crossed was uh so at the time this is when uh i think fortnite got really big and this is when i decided okay you know what i'm gonna give twitch a fair shake i've i've been doing youtube off and on but i just don't really understand the format or what i need to do um and i just didn't really have the video editing skills so i'm like you know what i'm gonna try live streaming because i've been in other people's like other friends chats and i was like yeah it's it's pretty fun just to be able to talk and be able to have a good time and the live interaction was one thing that really intrigued me mm-hmm. um so i remember I wanted to watch people and also stream on the side. And I remember one day it was, it was Kitty. She was on the front page or something recommended. And I was, I was never big in the Fortnite, mm-hmm. but I did want to learn it because a few friends at the time wanted to play it. And I was like, so I watched her for a bit, super wholesome person, just absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. But because of how big she was, I couldn't really actually get to know her. So I was like, okay, well, let me look at what is the stream team thing. And so I went to the team kitty thing and I was looking through the directory and I just at randomly chose one of the people who were live, who was uh, a little door. And I think mm-hmm. at the time she had maybe, I don't know, 17 people in there, give or take, maybe less, maybe more. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But she had enough people in there where it was a little bit of community. I just came in there. I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? Trying to mm-hmm. just being nice and shy and everything. And then eventually, <laughs> like, I just kept coming back because there was actual yeah. interaction there um, yeah. to the point where I just became a regular. And then mm-hmm. one day she rated you and I, I don't yeah. even think I had seen you in chat at that point. I think we were just on different schedules. Yeah. Um, and uh, she rated you. Mm-hmm. And actually that night, it's it blows my mind just thinking how I meet some people and get to know them. But not, that night I was thinking like, oh, okay, it's a raid. And most times you just you just tend to lead raids. I got other things I need to do. Kind of tune out. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so the, I was, I was thinking to myself, oh, I'll just, I'll just leave. And then like, I, I noticed that it was, pre- it was kind of a quiet raid and I noticed mm-hmm. it was a quieter stream for you. And I was like, I really feel that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Way. I, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna stay just for this guy. I think I stayed up like like three or four in the morning or something, and I was just, wow. it was just you and me chatting in there. Yeah, uh, and I was like, you know what? Actually, I I like this guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow. <laughs> That's hilarious. But, yeah, that was yeah, that was like day one, pretty oh, much. Man. Yeah, and like she she rated you, and I didn't know how long you'd be streaming for. I think it was I mean, it might have been like a month into you streaming or something. Yeah. Uh, I remember asking, but I was like, okay, cool. And then I'd, I'd occasionally pop back in. Then I became a little bit yeah. more frequent. And mm-hmm. then we started to get to know each other. And then that's when I started pulling you into Dead by Daylight, I think. <laughs> that's right. And yeah. It took a little bit for it to sink in, but we got you in the end. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So you you must have known. You, when you first met Kiara, that was probably during her wholesome days, right? Oh, man. I think that was more- her transitioning from... Oh, was it like she was wholesome, but she was loud, you know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah. like she started with wholesome, quiet, and then she got wholesome, yeah. loud, and then she just went her own way. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, um, I sometimes bring that up with her, like her early days. She'd be like, hi guys, welcome to the stream. It's nice to see you. Yeah. She'd be like, fucking motherfucker, suck my cock, bitch. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> it's it's amazing though. Like it's it's whatever works for you, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. And that's the thing. Uh, like there's, there's a personality for everyone out there. You just got to find it. Like yeah. uh, I know some people that <clears throat> they only watch smaller people and some people that only watch bigger people, right? They don't care about yeah. the community thing. They just want to be entertained. And then there's yeah. other people who just want the community aspect and then there's the the mid people oh yeah yeah it's it's an interesting balance like how do you i guess that's a question for you like streamer streamer how do you deal with the people who come and go like how like mentally how do you Mm. process that so it's it can it can be weird i think a lot of people that i'm very i want to say i'm very bad at this it's not a bad thing to do but 
I've, I get very close to a lot of people. And so mm-hmm. usually I just end up gaming with them offline or just keeping tabs and DMs like, hey, what's up, man? Um, mm-hmm. But actually, like uh, Stro, I was thinking about her a few days ago. Man, man I miss her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it can be hard, but I also realize it's life. Um, oh, yeah. That you just you lose people. It, it is what mm-hmm. it is. Um, yeah. But hopefully, like you always hold out hope like eh, yeah, maybe we'll talk again. You know, it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's never the end. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, it's something I struggle with because I think we're kind of cut from the same cloth in that respect. And like, you know, you get really close to people and you're, you get friendly with them. You play games with them off stream and you exchange private messages. Just, you know, hey, I had an awesome burger for lunch today. How was your day? Kind of thing. And then all of a sudden it's just gone. Yeah. And you're like, what did I do? What did I say? And you're like, oh, no, what did I? But the, I think that's just the life and nature of yeah of Twitch and content creation and um that yeah that you mentioned earlier the people who want to be there when you're uh, small fry so to speak and yeah if you grow that people seem to leave then and that, that you know that's okay it's just yeah the way it is and sometimes they'll peek in or just lurk or whatnot and support there and they not, might not mm-hmm. be active in chat I think uh, yeah. I I honestly don't know who all who my founders are like I know. One of my friends is a founder, mm-hmm. um, and I honestly don't know who the rest are. Uh, wow, you're you got a lot of founders in your community. I'm pretty, is, I'm crazy. pretty lucky. Yeah, yeah, I've, you, you're one of my founders. Yeah, uh, Poppy's a founder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my buddy Mike, one, right? My buddy Mike's a founder. Shop's a founder. Yeah. So yeah, that's and um, I wish there was one a way guy to check I'm, just so I could look at the names and be like, oh, that's who it is. Yeah. There's but one I, guy I'm, I'm blanking out on. We haven't seen him in a while, but he, he'd be in every now and again. So I'm, I'm aware of like five of them. Yeah. I think I know the other five, but haven't had contact with them basically since I became affiliate. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it is what it is. And there's sometimes, I'm not going to lie, if I notice someone's a new affiliate, I'll be like, I'm scooping that founder badge. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you see I, this prime sub? Give me that badge. <laughs> I think we both did that for Stropoke, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. both founders for her. And I, I yeah. think uh, I was talking to Dinah when he got affiliate. I'm like, I want that founder's badge. And he's like, well, yeah. you still got a few of them available. I'm like, I'm getting that founder's badge right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's what I really love about this this space that we've created. Like, end of the day, you know, the people who come and go or like any any falling out i've had with people like it's all been worth it because of the friendships we've made and like the memories we have you know and even the lessons you learn as well oh yeah big time yeah i I really appreciate that and uh you know all the stuff we do between streams and um that's some of the good stuff i I guess on that topic what do you like to do off stream to kind of build your brand or or Mm. um build the community so i'm i'm testing the waters with a lot of things obviously like i haven't made it anywhere yet so i'm still learning what works and what doesn't work um Mm -hmm. but i've noticed like there's a few things on youtube that get some traction like again with the whole sharing dead by daylight information and just wanting to teach others i made a huntress guide a while ago and it's still getting traction to this day and it's like i'll get comments it's like someone asks a question and i'll give them oh wow a three paragraph response and like, Hey, I, I hope this helps. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I, I still get stuff there. So I want to like, ideally the dream is I want to be able to do this full time. And I know mm-hmm. it's not like financially stable per se, like, like other jobs are like, you work these hours, you get a paycheck, you're good to go. Right. Yeah. Um, but this one, I just, I, I love the challenge. I really enjoy editing. I really enjoy the community aspect. So like, I don't know if that would ever get old. Like I could maybe get bored of certain editing styles, right? Um, but there's always new things you can try. Um, 
with editing. And then if you, if you run out of ideas, maybe it's time to try a different format of videos. Right. Yeah. Um, so on, in my free time, I would like to, as when I have free time, I like to, uh, either work on editing and planning video ideas or stuff like that, or just engaging with the community. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the end, like they're not viewers, they're, they're friends to me, they're people. Right. So I, oh, yeah. I want to spend time with them off camera not just be like, Hey, you want to be on the stream? Oh, Hey, it's, it's blah, blah, blah. Hey, nice to see you again. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I find like the best connections are made when you stay up 5 a.m. in the morning and you're just chatting while listening to music. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you yeah. have moments like that. And then like there's some people where they're you know, maybe not that comfortable yet, but mm-hmm. uh, you host movie nights or you just chill in a random voice call and see who trickles in. Mm-hmm. Um, just stuff like that. I, I like doing offline. But for brand building stuff, it's definitely uh, videos and whatnot. Right on. Now, <clears throat> speaking of community, I'm sure every single one of them is listening right now. How what do you want to say to them on this podcast? Uh, make sure to share it and watch all the podcasts to the duration and uh, be sure to uh, like it. And I, I don't see I don't watch too many podcasts, so I don't know what you can do to support them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, make sure you definitely uh, represent the crow here on the, on the podcast. <laughs> and, uh, be sure to sub with Twitch Prime. Thanks, man. Yeah, the yeah, the the way the best way to support the podcast is just to listen all the way through just like, you know, YouTube, TikTok, anything with an algorithm and interact with it as much as you can, like hit the share button, share it with your grandma, share it with your uncle, your coworkers, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> share it with your cat, make your put some earbuds on your cat, make your cat listen to the show. Um, but yeah, no, I, and I also just wanted to say to, to your community, cause we kind of have shared communities at yeah. this point. Um, I just love and appreciate all of you so much for being on this journey with us. Like it's been amazing the last couple of years, just getting to know people, you know, playing games, sharing these fun memories. Cause like Twitch is just so much more than gaming. And I think you kind of touched on that when you were talking about what it's like to tell an outsider what Twitch is all about. And they're like, what you watch people play video games it's like oh it's so much more it's than not that, exactly right? but yeah <laughs> in a nutshell that's what it is yeah 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 it's um, like boil it down that's what it is but it's more than that i think like uh i i like i have this certain sarcastic sort of i don't i don't know how to describe it but i usually don't like getting like fluffy emotional but i will mm-hmm. say like on here i like especially when i have people in there every single day they're spending all this time with me they're supporting me for whatever reason whether they're entertained whether they just like me as a person whether they want to support the content it just it blows my mind that like you you look over and you're like oh my gosh there's 20 individual there's 30 individuals whatever the number may be they're mm-hmm. they're taking time out of their day to watch me and it's just it's so humbling and it is kind of weird and surprising to me. It's like, like me, come on, someone, <laughs> yeah. right. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's super humbling. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it, it's cool because like you think about it, you're like, could that many people even fit into my room with me right <laughs> yeah. now? But here we are. Right. Like the- I always think about the physical aspect of it. There was one time uh, when I was younger and I made like a video that got like, I don't know, like 300 views or something. This is in elementary school. Uh, and at one point someone was like, oh, yeah, the the assembly, the gym can fit an assembly with like 250 people. And I was like, I was looking around one assembly. I'm like, 150. and I was thinking like, OK, well, if uh, if that many watched the video, what, how many people would that be <laughs> in the assembly? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. My brother 
talked about that all the time with Summit because he was the first streamer I ever watched. He's like, that many people watching Summit play PUBG could fill like a hockey st- arena yeah. football stadium. It's crazy. <laughs> I like it sometimes when I'm like uh, talking to some friends at work, they're like, I had a stream. I was like, yeah, pretty good. Like, how many views do you get? And I'm like, I like I'll tell them how many views I get, but I don't really like describing by views. I like describing streams by interactions and the amount of content, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, like, if I have five people in there that are constantly talking, that's better than twenty f- silent people. The twenty people oh, yeah. that are there, bless their hearts, I'm happy they're mm-hmm. there. But I still yeah. just value the interaction so much more. Um, oh yeah. And, uh, and like describing it to again the people that don't know oh, how many people watch you twenty on a good day, give or take, you know, yeah, whatever it is. Oh, 20, 20 people. Okay, cool. Like the, just that number, they don't know what that means. But if oh, you yeah. like watch a bunch of people on Twitch, you go, okay, twenty is actually not bad. Like that's that's yeah. a nice little community there. It's pretty huge because like most people stream to nobody, like the numbers, like I forgot how the numbers go, but if you have 10 viewers average, you're like in the top 1% of Twitch, which is just mind blowing to me. And it's it's, so crazy. I think it's just so many people like they either just do it for fun or they, they don't think of the business side of it. They only think of the game side of it. Yeah. I think if you want to grow, you also have to look at content creation from a, a business more uh, non-biased uh, viewpoint. Like oh, sometimes yeah. I'll, I'll get very like, okay, what if someone joins my stream today, what keeps them right? Right. Why, why yeah. should they watch me now? Let mm-hmm. me provide them something that gives them a reason to watch me. Um, oh yeah. And then once I got them hooked, that's when I really like get all the claws in and pull them in as a friend, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think a lot of people who, who stream in general, just they don't think of that side of it or, <clears throat> they think that their equipment is the most important part when oh, it's yeah. sometimes just the interactions, right? Oh, totally. Um, like, yeah, you look at learn this the hard way when you, <laughs> yeah. when you just, you just talk and then the stream starts to die out, like chat slows mm-hmm. down and then you start to slow down accordingly. Anyone yeah. who joins during that period is, is most likely not going to stay. Yeah. Oh, exactly. When I, when I think about equipment, I always think of uh, Tyler one, he uses like, <laughs> a $60 headset and a headset mic for his mic. And it I wish, sounds like oh, shit. Please. Yeah. <laughs> you can afford it. And he's one of the most popular streamers. Yeah. yeah it's, it's crazy. Um, Greek God X does that too. He has yeah. like headset mic, but he's I think fucking XQC killing it. had a bad one for a while too. Yeah, he did for the longest time. Um, but yeah, yeah, I guess that's good advice for people who are either new to streaming, thinking about streaming equipment is ironically not the thing you should be chasing like like you, there's a certain standard you got to get up to like more than free frame three frames per second and stuff like that yeah but the person behind the camera is nine times out of ten more important than the actual camera itself oh yeah yeah and good lighting whether you get a lamp or something you better <laughs> be well lit <laughs> the darkness was their ally <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah the funny thing is you helped me with my lighting in my early days you're like i was like this light's too bright i mean you're like bounce it off the wall i was like yeah. oh shit yeah let's do that and with the pop filter too oh yeah yeah i've got a i've got a with my old mic uh i didn't have a pop filter and i installed it got it all set up i was so excited and i was like oh shit i don't have a pop filter now the pop filter is what 
reduces your plosives, your P's and T sounds for anybody listening. And uh, in the stream, there's a clip of it in my in my uh, videos where Pickle's like, just put a sock over top of it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> dude, for real? And I was like, okay, I went and put a sock over my mic and it worked. You were talking about how you need to buy one. I'm like, no, just flip a fuzzy sock inside out. It works just as well. <laughs> yeah. And so long story short, um, the, the sock is very much a part of my history in streaming. It, it's actually... <laughs> hanging behind me still and pickle actually owns it that is my property there it, it is um what did what did you say oh man i, I think, think you're I think like you're how many like, bits to buy the sock or yeah something and you're like a hundred or something low and yeah. I was like, oh easy easy it's yeah. done <laughs> so dumb and, and i, I even offered to like, mail it to you yeah, you're <laughs> like do you want me to mail it i'm like no <laughs> <laughs> it's it's almost like an nft at this point <laughs> that, that would be funny if uh if like down the road if i have like my own like little streamer room that that have that displayed in the background just as a little antique but i'm like yeah he can keep it for his background for now yeah i'll, uh, I'll, oh. I'll cash in on it one day it's hilarious yeah so if you're ever in my stream you see a sock in the background that's that's what we're talking about it was <laughs> the history you, once you can, upon a time you can say to chat that i know i know the history of that sock yeah <laughs> and it was over my mic and and i once upon a time accepted a raid from josh og when there was like six thousand people <laughs> asking is that a sock on your mic it's <laughs> so embarrassing man <laughs> that's actually how i met fire for effect he came in on that raid and oh and man he he said if you if you replace the sock i leave forever and i was like okay well i guess i gotta keep it <laughs> yeah it's pretty crazy yeah like uh i don't mind helping people set up obs as well i do that a lot on the Mm -hmm. side too and it's just yeah it's i again i've had to like watch youtube videos for hours just to learn how to do one thing and then when i finally learn i'm like oh my gosh i feel like a a wizard and then other people are like oh man i don't don't know how to do this i'm like i got you like tonight (laughs) six o'clock you're free yeah oh yeah yeah for sure um well i want to be aware of the time because i know you're doing a movie night tonight right yeah yeah so we still got 12 minutes well yeah i want to get i I definitely uh, don't want to make the podcast too long give you a chance to uh to get set up and mentally physically prepared um (laughs) for godzilla versus kong yeah hell yeah that's a fun movie i, I, I hope you guys it enjoy it yeah i saw okay. it on the list i was like what should we want oh that's a good idea <laughs> nice um but i guess uh before we close things off we should you should uh tell people where they can find you online Ooh, um i think it is for youtube it's just pickle soup um i'm fortunate enough that i have any weird numbers in my name and then yeah the twitch is the exact same thing just twitch.tv slash pickle soup um if uh if you ever go to my channel and you want to see when i'm streaming next or ask me anything personally you can go to my twitch and i have a discord link in the panels below i think it's mm-hmm. the easiest way to get into the server yeah and feel free to ask anything there if you have dead by daylight questions i really don't mind asking or uh, answering uh, you can dm me or just post it in the dead by daylight channel i really don't mind. Um, cool or on stream yeah anything works right on yeah and if you could dm me that video oh the, the uh, serif serif, one? Yeah, yeah yeah the one yeah send me that and if it's somewhere i can post a link yeah i can include that in the show notes yeah for sure cool all right. Well, thanks. Thanks for doing this, Pickle. Yeah, I'm really for excited me. for the podcast and the, the future of where it goes. And uh, definitely happy to capture this piece of history because, uh, you know, without you, this probably wouldn't be happening right now. So, 
Man, I'm like, I will say I'm very excited to see where this podcast goes and I'm actually very optimistic in it. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually kind of super stoked that I was hoping to be the first interview, but Elix beat me to it. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And you went away too during yeah, that yeah, week. Yeah, I went so. on vacation and then I come back yeah. you're like, yeah, I did one with the Elix. I'm like, that was fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I heard back from one person. One person I contacted, and, and it was actually their manager who got back to me. Oh wow! And said, uh, "We're not available right now, but maybe in the future." So maybe we'll have that for one day. We'll have managers, <laughs> <laughs> right? That'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, thanks for doing this, man, and uh, thanks, thanks for all the games, thanks for all the memories, and I look forward to, to more games in the future. Yeah, let's do it. All right, talk to you later, man. Peace. So that about wraps it up. Uh, that was a really, really fun talk. Um, big thanks to Pickle Soup for uh, having this conversation with me. We originally planned to have Pickle on first, but Pickle went away as we had a conversation. He, he went away on vacation the week I launched this podcast. <laughs> so uh, big thanks to Pickle for making time for the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed the conversation we had. I look forward to doing more of these conversations with dead by daylight content creators i have some in the works uh so stay tuned i'm still not sure if it'll be a weekly thing but i definitely would love if we can turn that into a weekly thing where each week i post a conversation with a content creator for dead by daylight and again if you have any requests suggestions you know poke uh poke your favorite dead by daylight content creator put red rank podcast on their radar maybe encourage them to come have a chat with the crow show i would love that very much but if you've made it this far thank you very much for listening and i'll see you in the fog